There's actually some really cool stuff that happens when you lean on and interact with the community around you. And I'm so grateful that I have. Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to talk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. Hello and welcome. This is the first episode of General Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad. In this episode, I just want to give you a bit of a background of why we're even here. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I own a company called General Frog. My company specializes in QuickBooks training as well as bookkeeping. This podcast will be about neither of those things. This podcast is going to be me take my 12 years of experience owning and operating bookkeeping firms and provide you with insight, pearls of wisdom, and frankly, the experiences of my week. I think that there is an underserved market of people helping other people to grow and maintain a small bookkeeping business. So my goal is just to talk about that. I hope you find value in this podcast and I hope you enjoy it. So on my desk for this week, we should take a step back. I belong to a couple of mastermind groups. These are informal groups where people have gotten together and said, we want to intentionally help and support each other and brainstorm ideas. So on Friday, I'm with my mastermind group and we're talking about hiring and how to manage a team and just how to find people and how when you put up a job on someplace like ZipRecruiter or Indeed, you get flooded with applications and it's really hard to know what are you looking at? Who should you talk to? How do you pick out the person? What if you hire the best person, but they don't have the skills you need? Yes, you need to help people get the skills and you need to provide training. But on the other hand, sometimes you're busy. You're a one-person shop and you need someone who can step in and help. So I said, okay, this is fantastic. I spend a tremendous amount of time training people. I have a pretty good sense where I can watch somebody navigate QuickBooks. And I know if they know what they're doing, I can also listen for clues such as, do they ask for help or do they go full steam ahead? How do they troubleshoot problems? So I I told my friend, I said, I got an idea. I'm going to put up a very brief job ad. I'll put it in a couple of places on Facebook. And then I will start to pre-screen people for you and send you over the results of these phone calls. The Google form that I put together had a couple of very simple questions. And then the pre-screening phone call or Zoom call was four questions. Code some stuff on bank feeds, look at the profit and loss, look at the balance sheet, and reconcile an account. The good in doing this is that some candidates that sounded amazing turned out to be not as experienced as they had described themselves. The bad in doing this is that it's very difficult to compassionately get people off of Zoom In this case, these are people who are eager and excited and hopeful for a job. And my only role is to evaluate their skills and then send that over to hiring managers. So I've learned a few things, some good, some bad. In the process of doing these calls, I've had my other mastermind meetings. In my Monday meeting, two of the gals said, oh, you know what? This could be really beneficial. Could you share the results? And I'm like, of course. And so now internally, privately, I'm sharing the results of these video calls with four different bookkeeping firms. 
I have four different sets of friends, people that I know very well, who are looking to hire and they're saying, look, we're inundated, we're busy. We don't mind interviewing, but like pre-screening would be great. So I'm actually really excited about this. I have pre-screened or I will have had pre-screened 12 people. I have maybe 10 or so more to look at their intake forms. From the 12 that I pre-screen, I think I have four or five that I put a recommendation that somebody should go watch their video and consider hiring them. So I'm pretty excited. The reason that I did this is to give back. I know that I can lean on my friends for a lot of things. I know that over the years I have. I know that because I'm so far away from everybody, it's not like I can show up at their door and make them dinner if they're having a bad day. It can certainly send food delivery. But when the conversation came up and the friend said, I'm overwhelmed, I really wish there was just a magic wand for this thing, I thought to myself, well, I can do the thing. So for me, I jokingly refer to this as a project that I'm doing in exchange for snacks. The original friend who needed the project lives in Louisiana. So I've been Googling Louisiana snacks and I'm like, okay, so there's the pralines and then maybe there's those voodoo chips. I don't know if you've ever seen them in the store. The point for this is that sometimes I think it's really important to look around and to say, these are my friends and colleagues. These are the people that I lean on when I'm stressed. And these are the people who lean on me when they're stressed. Maybe sometimes when somebody needs something, you might be able to provide a helping hand. This project that I'm doing, I'll probably devote 10 or 15 hours to it, but I'll save what I thought was one person, but now it'll be four people. I'll save four people a ton of time. I'm actually kind of excited about it because conversations have started with people who have said, you know what? I would pay for someone to pre-screen people. Now, I've been doing pre-screening for bookkeeping friends for years for free because I volunteered to do a thing and because I'm just bringing it up in conversation like, hey, this is my week. This is what I've been doing. I'm kind of seeing a possibility for like a different division or a different service offering within my business. Maybe taking the people who hire me for training and then just asking them like, hey, if you have capacity, if I hear of anybody, can I share your contact information, not our private training calls? Maybe talk to bookkeeping friends who are looking to hire and just, what are you looking for? I can keep my eyes open. I have been doing this for my mentees and trying to connect my mentees with small business owners who aren't a good fit for me. I don't know why it's never occurred to me to not keep an eye out for other bookkeeping firms. There's actually some really cool stuff that happens when you lean on and interact with the community around you. And I'm so grateful that I have. If you want to follow along and see how things have been going, I've been writing about it just a little bit in the Facebook group, General Frank's Bookkeeping Lilypad. You're welcome to pop into the group. You can join and participate, or you can just take a skim and see where we're at. Let me end this by letting you know what I asked in the initial Google form. This was initially for somebody who wanted to hire for W-2, so it needed to be a person authorized to work in the U.S. I had a, an open-ended question. It said, this job is about 10 hours per week. Those hours need to be during traditional office hours. What is your ideal schedule? You would be really surprised the number of people who couldn't answer that. This I find be frustrating. If I was hiring, I would completely discount anybody who couldn't answer that question, which I recognize is kind of harsh. As I'm recording this podcast, I got 55 responses. I will later summarize and identify out of the 55 how many people could answer the question 
what is your ideal schedule? My favorite of the answers include the answer yes, the answer normal office hours. My favorite of the silly answers was the candidate who wrote, I make my own schedule. The purpose behind this question was to see if people could articulate what their ideal schedule is or even give some sort of parameters. Parameters such as, look, I'm flexible, but I'm available from here to here. Just anything that says you have attention to detail and you're able to tell me what works for you because I'm not setting the schedule. I'm saying this is going to be 10 hours sometime during the day so that it's not happening at midnight or on Saturday. But like you get to pick. Tell me what's your preferred schedule. I asked people if they had their QuickBooks Pro Advisor. Almost everybody said yes. Handful of people said no. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have your Pro Advisor, you can get it for free. You just need some caffeine and a lot of time. You can go through the training within the QuickBooks Online Pro Advisor. I have a course where I've walked through the Pro Advisor lessons. My course is me taking the information, putting my own spin on it, and just bombarding you with information. If you're in a position where you're like, look, I know my stuff. I just need to pass the exam for reasons. That's fantastic. I super mega recommend that you Google Fast and Easy QBO. Margie Remmers does a great job putting together a course that helps you understand everything, but very much is tailored toward passing the exam. I'm a huge fan of her work. The next question I asked was for people to briefly explain the difference between cash and accrual. I'm not asking this on the live call. Nobody is on the hot seat. People are able to Google the answer, put it in their own words, and then supply that. The first response on here, which is me testing the form, I just wrote cash is green. That's mostly true. I'm an American who used to live in Seattle for 40 something years. I am currently living in Canada where some of the cash is green, but not all of it. This question had a lot of right answers and a handful of wrong answers. Wrong answers are fine. It just tells me that either they're confidently incorrect or choosing not to Google something, which is kind of problematic because if you're listening to this and you're a bookkeeper, you know there's going to be times where you're going to have to Google something because you're not 100% sure how to deal with it. So I'm looking to see what do you do when you're stuck? Do you guess? Do you Google? Like, how do you approach things? I asked people to briefly explain what reconciliation means and why we do it. You would be surprised how many people did not answer that question completely. I got a lot of what does it mean, but not why do we do it? So totally fine. These are the sort of things that I used to ask during a live interview and I don't anymore. I figure if I can ask you on a Google form, I'm not asking you for too much, but I'm asking and I am looking to see what's your level of attention to detail? This is not one of those loosey-goosey careers. If you're bookkeeping, you need to have a pretty strong attention to detail. I asked the question, please tell me the last time you were stumped by something in QuickBooks, what stumped you? And then I said, hey, if you're still stumped, let me know. I'll try to help you. I can't imagine there's anybody out there who says, I have never been stumped at all. I've always been the best QuickBooks user on earth. It, it cracks me up because I was stumped by something last week and I've been using QuickBooks since 90s. I started with QuickBooks desktop. I started working in a home office. I still get stumped. I still have stuff where I'm like, why is it doing that? 
Carlos, my video editor, he got to watch me be stomped earlier today because I recorded a video. Things didn't go as I expected. And then I'm sitting there muttering like, why is this not working and what's going on? Finally figured out, I'm like, could you please cut that whole thing and make it look like I didn't get stuck? So I'm looking for people to tell me that they're human. The person who says nothing, I've never been stumped by QuickBooks ever, that tells me they're not human. And I'm like, cool, I'm thrilled for you. I don't know if you're going to be a good fit. I asked people if there was anything else that they felt was important for me to know. I got a lot of really kind responses. I got really, really nice stuff. People providing their schedule is flexible. People saying they love to be organized. People saying, you know, give me a shot. I'm amazing. I'll work really hard. And I'm like, my heart goes out. I want to work with you. Your personality shines through. And I'm, again, I'm not the one hiring. And so all I'm doing is just organizing this in such a way so that the four hiring managers I'm sending it to They'll be able to look at the responses and just see whose personality shines through and sounds like the kind of person they might want to work with. I would really love your feedback on this project. I'm, I'm excited about it. I am excited to help people who are looking for jobs and people that are looking to hire. The difference between my friends who are looking to hire and frankly, anybody else is that my friends are way cooler. But also, these are bookkeeping firms looking to hire someone for about 10 hours per week. It's incredibly difficult to find that when you're part of a sea of job ads on these various job site boards. So if you're a person who's ever considered hiring another bookkeeper for your team, would you find value if I offered this as a service? This is me just wondering aloud. If you're a candidate looking for a place to work, And you're looking for something small, not something you can find easily on Indeed. Would there be value for you in paying me to help you connect with a bookkeeping firm? I'm really not looking to do this on a big scale, on a grand scale. I'm thinking much, much smaller. I don't know what, which is why I'm asking. Is this something that people would find value in? And if so, I would be happy to take a look at maybe building some sort of database directory, whatever. And also casually bringing it up with the people who are on training calls with me. So I'm curious if there's value, let me know. If you're listening to this and you're the kind of person who is looking for about 10 hours a week, please go find my post. My post is in the Bookkeepers Helping Bookkeeper Facebook group, as well as a couple of private groups. I'm more than happy to take a look at your responses. I will need to adjust how I respond to people because I can't... I can't continue to have interviews with every single person who responds, but maybe I can do a second pre-screen, something where I ask people to code some bank feeds. You know, I'll supply all the information, but code bank feeds, look at the profit and loss, look at the balance sheet, reconcile the account, and either send me back a video of them doing it or maybe send like an export of Excel. I'm not really sure what yet. So what started as a quick favor to someone might turn into something useful. So I'm completely interested to hear your thoughts and your feedback. You can email me at rachel at gentlefrog.com or you can hop into my Facebook group, Gentle Frogs Bookkeeping Lilypad, the community group. I do have a Facebook page for the podcast. I don't know if there's gonna be much discussion on the page. It just seems sensible to build one. So I'm really glad you're here Let me just give you a rundown of the topics that I have on my to-do list. Topics include how to market yourself. 
within that, it's stuff like, where do you market yourself? Do you need to go in person? Can you do stuff online? Do you need to have a strong social media presence? If you do want to have a presence, where do you do it? I have other stuff such as working with a remote team. So this episode has been all about my experience in kind of pre-hiring people or pre-interviewing people. Well, what happens once you have a team? What happens once you have bookkeepers? How do you hand off the work? How do you provide them support and training for the nuances for clients? How do you communicate and create like a sense of community so that people don't feel like they're just kind of in their own isolated pod working at their table while you're working at your table? I have a whole long list about working with a virtual admin and other virtual team members. That's completely different from working with a bookkeeper. In my case, I have a huge virtual team. If you want to see who's on my virtual team, go to gentlefrog.com slash about and scroll to the bottom. I want to have an episode where I just talk about how you can pull different people together and have them help you and how you shouldn't expect one person to be your end-all, be-all, totally amazing person for everything ever. And then, of course, there's other stuff on the agenda. My topic list is long. So I'll end it with, I want to have an episode about the emotional highs and lows. I'm recording this just before American Thanksgiving. We're going to go into December feeling pretty good and pretty grateful. We're then going to roll into first quarter and things are going to feel very busy. There are a lot of emotional highs and lows, followed by the drop off of being less busy, thankfully so, but less busy nonetheless. So if there are topics you'd like me to cover, please don't hesitate to let me know. Drop me a line, put it in the Facebook group. If you have ideas, if you are a very chatty person and want to hang out with me for an episode, let's get it scheduled. Drop me a line, post a note in the Facebook group. My podcast editor is amazing and he'll have no problem if we do slightly more than one episode per week. So whatever you guys want, I'm here for it. And if you guys don't want anything, that's totally great too. My therapist and I have described this as my alternative to journaling. I am sharing my thoughts with the world. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an awesome day.